On the Ledge is proud to be sponsored by True Leaf Market, the indoor and outdoor growing experts. If you're growing herbs, whether on the ledge or in the garden, True Leaf Market makes it easy as A, B, C to find the seeds you're looking for. That's anise, basil and cilantro, of course. Use the coupon code on the ledge to get 10% off your purchase at trueleafmarket.com now. True Leaf Market will help you get your growing year off to a fruitful start. Their easy to use website features everything from LED grow lights to wheatgrass kits, plus a great range of flower and veg seeds. So visit trueleafmarket.com now and use the coupon code on the ledge to get 10% off their extensive product range. You'll enjoy lightning fast shipping and a 30 day satisfaction guarantee. True Leaf Market, bringing the seed you need. Welcome to On The Ledge Podcast, your one-stop show for houseplant chat, tips and fun since February 2017. I'm your host, Jane Perone, and in episode 92, I go wild with Hilton Carter, the legendary plant stylist and fiddle leaf fig aficionado, his is called Frank, who has lit up Instagram with incredible shots of his lush Baltimore apartment. And I deal with a geranium dilemma. This episode is only possible thanks to the support of all 118 patrons who pledge monthly donations to keep the show going. Joining them this week are Mei Trang, Jess, Doug, Elisa and Jennifer. Thanks to all of you for joining our happy clan. Find out how to become a patron in my show notes at janeperone.com. Occasionally, someone bursts onto the houseplant scene who makes your jaw drop and your houseplant wish list go into overdrive. For me, that person is Hilton Carter, an artist and filmmaker who has, well, let's just call it a bit of a thing for indoor plants. As Hilton writes in the introduction to his new book, Wild at Home, my passion for greenery is uncontrollable. I was lucky enough to be able to hang out with Hilton during his visit to the UK last week as part of a worldwide book tour. I met him at North One Garden Centre in London, a wonderful houseplant haven that had us both ooing and aahing over hoyas and snake plants. You may remember that North One's creative director, Paul Holt, appeared in my episode on the Maranta Group last year. Paul kindly let Hilton and I use his plant-filled office for the interview. And do check out the show notes for some images of this incredible space. It was the perfect backdrop for a wide ranging conversation between Hilton and I that covered everything from plant styling and the power of Instagram to race and gardening and why Hilton's mum was wrong about his houseplant addiction. Hilton Carter, I'm yes. really excited to meet you and to have this chance to chat with you. I'm happy to be here. My listeners are really excited that I'm talking to you today. (laughs) And um, I remember looking at your Instagram account, somebody told me about you and just said, have you looked at this guy? He's doing, he's got this amazing propagation station. You've Uh got to look it up on Uh Instagram. And I was like, whoa, I've hit the mother (laughs) here. How does it feel to be this 
houseplant celebrity that you've become? It would, presumably, you know, four or five years ago, you couldn't have envisaged this was going to happen. <laughs> a houseplant celebrity. Um, it seems pretty uh, ridiculous to even consider myself that. Uh, what I am, I can, I see myself as is someone who had been sharing my uh, houseplant addiction. I guess uh, earlier than others, right? Um, as far as being a, a celebrity of sorts, I just feel like I'm just uh, one of the faces right now of the community of green loving folks who like sharing what they are really into. And then when I come into uh, situations and I get to meet people who have that same care, that same passion for plants and talking to them, it just, it's easily, uh, I guess something where you can sit for hours and just talk about them. I mean, even walking into this space, like it takes, it takes a lot for me to pass a plant and not spend some time either touching it or or being a part of it so I don't, I don't know I don't know if the I don't, I, don't, I don't think the celebrity part of it has caught on to me I just feel like I'm just um, fortunate to share with others who also have that same passion about what I'm into so that's yeah. cool well that's really cool to hear and I noticed you're wearing a, a New Orleans cap now I live in New Orleans and you lived in New Orleans and I just want to geek out a little yes. bit about New Orleans before we go any further yes because ah, oh, I mean that must was that an inspiration it was a real inspiration that, that's where the I would say my full journey started in greenery was when I moved to New Orleans found myself in that tropical space and but had also the uh, type of light that could um, I basically uh, beget more plants. So it wasn't it wasn't until I moved there that I figured I should start bringing more plants indoors. Mm -hmm. And uh, they really, the ones that I had, I got my uh, fiddle leaf fig, Frank, I got him in New Orleans. And that kind of helped me uh, feel more confident because he did really well there. So it got me more, it, it, it made me more confident that I can bring in more plants. Mm -hmm. And then my shift to Baltimore, uh, you know, cut me down a bit, which then <laughs> made me actually even better because I think it's, I'm, I'm moving through all these things, but as I'm thinking about it, I'm, I just want to say it. It's, it's the, it's not just the, the, the moments where you're, you're taking care of a plant and it's thriving and, and it's doing well that you, uh, can learn things it's more so when things are going wrong it's mm -hmm. where i learned a lot because i wanted my plants to survive so i think in my transition from uh, new orleans to baltimore where i didn't have as uh the the same sort of i guess uh tropical environment but also not the same light i learned oh i mm -hmm. should probably start mm -hmm. doing other things to make sure my plant stays alive it isn't just water and light that yeah. matters to all the, a lot of, of different things but back to new orleans <laughs> it is it is it is a um there wasn't a shared uh it wasn't a shared space for me uh to find plant lovers like myself um, that's something I will say, and even still today, I, I was just there this past weekend, mm -hmm. and I had a, a I had a book signing and a book uh, event, and there weren't there aren't that many plant loving people there, which is maybe it's it's past its time, or maybe they're so used to having things outdoors and being in that sort of environment 
that they don't they haven't caught on to the bringing everything in or talking about plants but it's in situations like new york here in london so many people wanting to get together and talk about plants because maybe they they spend so much time indoors during the colder months yeah. that when they're bringing plants inside like right now like where we are um that feeling that they get when they when they're surrounded by plants indoors like they just really want to like i do yell from the building tops and tell everyone about how amazing it is and they that they should that others should be a part of it so i didn't find a plant community there um but if you want to geek out about how awesome it is i try to visit new orleans at least once twice a year because mm -hmm. it's just um has a real special place um, for me in my heart as far as like where I kind of gotten into where I am today, like into plants, but also I have a lot of friends there and there's a lot of soul in that city. Mm -hmm. And I really uh, enjoy uh, getting back in there, pulling a bit of that into me and then taking it back home. Talking about influences there, obviously you're an artist, so you're coming at plants perhaps from a different angle from me as a journalist. Do do plants? Is it a two-way street in terms of plants inspiring you, and also, but also art inspiring you in terms of your choice of plants and how you display them in your home? For sure, I think the display part or the styling idea um, has a lot to do with the artistic side. I think the plant choice is based has always just been based on my uh, my way of of no, me being self-aware enough to know what I can spend time-wise on particular types of plants. So I don't try to fill my home with plants that require uh, very, like, uh, I guess, three-day care, like like ferns and things of that nature where I'm have to come back and forth and water them just based on the number of plants that I have. Mm -hmm. Now, if I had like 15 plants, having ferns would be easier to me because at least I knew that I would know that, all right, I can handle every three days coming back in, watering, rotating, making sure it's getting the right humidity, etc. Um, but for me, I like to have plants in my house, in my home that not only just fit for the space and the light, but have certain sorts of uh, looks about them now whether that's texture that's uh, leaf shape I like seeing those those sort of things mixed in with the the design or the furniture or the shapes of uh, walls or textures in the house so when I see that that's more of an I guess an artistic eye so some folks ask like how do you decide to do uh, a certain plant in a uh, in a space in your home and I go well it's hard to to break that down into um, uh, like painting by numbers. It's more so having a keen eye to what looks uh, mm. great in the space, but also it's just trying to be unpredictable with certain things. Like, well, like when I come in here, I, I would have like seen the skylight here. There's a lot of different things when you have a skylight that you can think about what you can do as far as plants go. I feel like honestly, the best type of light for plants has to be skylight. Like if you have a skylight in your home, you can have any plant really thrive in that space. And when I come in here, what I like is, um, one of which I try to do is create a space where you're not just seeing plants like just in a shelf, like on a uh, like a plant shelfie is what they're calling them now. Where you're put a bunch of plants on shelves, but when you're in a space, while we're still sitting and we're in an office and there's books and things that nature just all around, you feel surrounded by greenery enough where you can then call this almost an indoor jungle because there's plants at every level. 
above you, below you, next to you. So it's like you're in, like if, if you were in a jungle, it would be exactly the same way. If you were in a park, if you were at the conservatory, that's the way I feel when I walk into a space like that. Like if I was at the conservatory and I walk in and I see like, oh my goodness, like from, from, uh, from head to toe or from above and below, there's so much greenery hitting you all over. That's how I want to come at it in my home. And I love being in spaces that have that same feel. So here it's like perfect. Like this is the perfect spot to do a podcast. This is the perfect spot to eat a, a meal, the perfect spot to work on whatever you want to work on. You know, like I feel like uh, they've hit it on the head. Like it's just, this is to me, like this is in line with uh, when I say, uh, when you say your brand, like this is in line with my brand. Hardwood floors, textured, painted, nice frosted glass windows that not only apply the the uh, the shadow of greenery when the light hits, you can see like the little dancing of greenery outside the windows, but also is perfect for that bright and direct light that you need for a lot of plants to thrive, not a harsh sun. So um, it's I don't know, like I feel I I feel at home. Well, that's really good. I'm glad that we've managed to, to, to meet here at North Long Garden Centre <laughs> because I hadn't been here before and I knew I knew Paul and I've met Paul. I knew that he did fantastic stuff. So I was in no doubt about that. Yeah. But this has surpassed my expectations. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I've amazing. never heard of this place. I mean, I've, this is my second time in London, but I've never, I haven't seen any nurseries in, I haven't seen any nurseries that have just even a moment like this to know that where we are right now is just a back office <laughs> is like yes. why, why why aren't why aren't all the guests able to see setups like this that's how i feel like if i had a plant shop if you know what my my dream would be to have a plant shop slash cafe right mm -hmm. so what we're doing right now i'm drinking tea and sitting sitting amongst plants like this sort of decor this sort of look would be it because I mean, what's better? Like, what beats being surrounded by plants and being able to sip mm. on some tea or eat whatever these awesome pastries are? <laughs> um, but um, I think I think what they've done is they've, they, and I mean, I haven't seen a lot of these species of plants. I don't see in America, uh, at least where I live, and uh, the ones that I have seen, I just like what Paul has done. And I'm not sure if all of the pots that I'm looking at are sold also on the floor. But the mix of different types of pottery, I think that what I was saying as far as the styling goes, that, that is what takes your space to another level, but also makes your space unique to you, mm. right? Mm. And I think that's important. And I feel like uh, here, um, they've done it really well. Like, there's just such a great mix of different types of foliage, different types of pots, different types of, uh, I would say, stands, right? Things that can hold plants things that can display plants and I feel like um, I don't know like I'm in a perfect setting I don't we can this podcast could be a a 10 parter of us just sitting here and talking all day about <laughs> how amazing everything is I am happy with that well um, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, the in the world of Instagram and the influence of Instagram yes. on houseplants and uh, there's no denying we don't have to reinforce this that Instagram and social media generally but specifically Instagram has had a huge impact sure. on houseplants because you know we see that variegated leaf and we just want to have that plant and we'll go out and google it immediately yeah, and try and track it down for sure um in terms of your own instagram feed how do you go about 
getting inspiration for that because you know you're you're posting regularly mm-hmm. is it just like oh i snapped this today or do you have a more kind of structured way of thinking about well i haven't shown people this particular angle yet or well, i haven't told people about this technique i think i just go about it in a way where i'm thinking more so about the space itself and like what is what gets me excited so when i first entered into Instagram, uh, when I started sharing more of of my space, I thought, well, what do I tend to uh, gravitate towards? Or what makes me excited? What makes me stop in the the swipe uh, session where you just swipe, 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 and you're looking through? What holds me for a moment and allows me to take in what the image is and um, decide to either like it or comment on the post? And I think a lot of that is what I thought about or think about now when I'm posting is is what will um, pull you f- or stop you from that continuous swipe and make you want to uh, either for one read the caption and uh, get an idea of what I'm trying to share but um, also just like what is necessary at the moment so a lot of the things that I tend to post about end up being comments made from other posts like some some folks will or or comments sent to me or questions sent to me via DMs where people ask about a certain plant that I have in my home or how they care for it and things of that nature. So I'll think about that and I'll try to provide that value in my next post. Okay, so now we have uh, a monstera. How are we going to take care of that or propagating the monstera? Many many have asked about that. All right, let's let's share that in the next post or in general. Like what's what's the what's the the look of the space. And I know that sharing a, a, a wider shot of a space um, will lead to more likes just based on the fact that people want to see more. They want to understand an entire space together, not just small little vignettes or details that um, you can only pull just a bit from. People want to understand how they can um, grasp an entire space and how they can move things around. So when you're looking, uh, I guess, with a broader eye, um, there's there's more there for you to take in. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's it's what what do I want the viewer to see and what do I want uh, the caption, the voice of what I'm trying to um, present in the image, what do I want to say about it? Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is how, how should you go about styling a hallway in your home that may be connected or across from a really large window. Um, everyone doesn't have the ability or the funds, the means to have a green wall, living wall in their home. Why not make a wall full of propagations like cuttings? That's a cheaper way to, um, for one, increase your plant family, right? But also it is a um, forever a work in progress. And it looks pretty cool. So this is what I did. Maybe you could try the same thing in some sort of way. Um, I don't know. Like I feel like Instagram has has opened the uh, door for a lot of different types of, I would say, mediums or uh, fields for folks to whatever their passion is, they can just uh, share it with a community that exists for them there. And I think what what happens in in our space in the green space is that. You get to see, like, I've seen some of these plants, but I've never seen them in um, in nurseries in, in Baltimore or wherever I go to shop. But you've, I've seen so many different plants from across the world that then you can either, either ask about or you can talk to someone about and maybe they can bring it in. Um, but I feel like that, to me, is what makes 
Instagram so special is because there was a moment, I don't know how long you've been in, into plants, but uh, about five years ago when I, when I first was like, this is it, this is how, this is what makes me feel good and I'm gonna start bringing more plants in. Where I was just like, I was the odd one in my friend group, you know? <laughs> I was the only one, like, and they were like, what are you doing? My mom, like, I love, I love this about my mom so much because I love basically to uh, uh, make, make her feel bad about this one thing she said to me, and this was probably about three years ago. She walked into my home just like this, and she was like, ah, you might have too many plants. Like, I don't think anyone's gonna like that. Like, you, you might wanna cut back on all the plants. And I was like, what are you even talking about? Like, it doesn't make any sense. To me, it didn't make any sense. Now I have a book and all this other, like you say, plant celebrity, whatever. And my mom just, can't, I mean, her face, like whenever I mentioned what she said, she goes, you know what? Like in so many other cases where I'm, your, I'm, I'm a parent, I'm your mom. I'm trying to look out for you. I'm just, I say what I want to say to, I feel like, because I know. And you've proven me wrong. I mean, you've proven me right. But no, you've proven me wrong before, uh, and this is another situation. And I feel like like that's the thing. Like right now, it has made it so that Instagram has made it so that you find your tribe, right? All of us are all excited about it, and it makes you more excited to even share that. Mm -hmm. So like when I come to like uh, signing events or if I do workshops wherever I go. It's interesting to just sit with all of the like-minded individuals who are all in the same uh, mindset as far as plant care and plant parenthood and whatever you want to call it. Um, we share that passion and um, I feel like that is that is why it's it's been such a trend, right? Like it's been such a huge trend via social because there isn't, there, there's, there's literally people like sharing something that they are truly uh, in love with, like putting it out there. And I think you can read that honesty uh, in people's posts mm -hmm. and, you can, and you can see it and feel it when you walk into spaces where like, um, I was talking to someone about like the trend of yoga, like yoga became a trend where everyone like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta do yoga or your friends are trying to push you onto yoga. While some like myself who have taken up those offers and gone into a, like a yoga studio and tried to do some of the things those folks were doing, um, you leave, I've left out and just been like, oh, it was cool, but it's not for me. But there's no one, I don't think there's not one single person who lives on this planet who can walk into a greenfield space and not say, there's something about that, about mm. this, that feels so much better than with, if you strip this room of plants and there was no plants, it, definitely feels a lot better with mm -hmm. plants mm -hmm. and you can't and there's the power of having greenery indoors or being surrounded by greenery is undeniable so i feel like it's an easier thing to uh say you are a uh obsessed with or you're a hoarder of if you're going to be a hoarder of anything i prefer it be plants rather than cats rather than books <laughs> rather than all these crazy things that can uh cause i guess an issue in your space i think plants is probably the the, the, the one thing that I'm like, you're bringing in more life that is gonna make you feel a lot better. We'll be hearing more from Hilton after the break, but now let's hear from the other sponsor for this week's show. This week's On The Ledge is supported by Growth Technology, the nutrient company that helps your houseplants thrive. 
Looking for fertilisers and potting mixes that suit your plants can be a minefield, but Growth Technologies' range of products make it easy to care for everything from citrus to orchids. Their specialist compost takes the stress out of repotting houseplants, and I love using cactus and succulent feed from Growth Technology, which helps me know that my plants are getting just the right nutrients throughout the growing season. That's because Growth Technologies fertilisers contain all the essential nutrients for healthy, vigorous growth and are enriched with seaweed and humic acid to support long-term soil fertility. Visit Growth Technologies' website, focusonplants.com, that's focus-on-plants.com, for loads of great houseplant advice on everything from repotting a Cambria orchid to keeping bonsai happy indoors. You'll find Growth Technologies products available online and in many good garden centres and nurseries across the UK. So choose Growth Technology for happy, healthy houseplants. I have been into plants since I was five. Oof. I'm now 45. I love it. I've wasted, waited, not wasted, waited a lot of years to not be the person where people are going, what? Why have you got all those plants? Suddenly, about three or four years ago, the reaction changed from what to like ooh hey yeah. can I have a cutting of that hoya <laughs> where do you get that string of beads from yeah. you know and that's that for me is like you it's just so exciting not to be the person that everyone's going I don't understand <laughs> you course. what are you on about so that for me is wonderful and I have had people say oh don't you feel a bit kind of bitter at all these kind of Johnny come lately people are suddenly getting into yes, it of course. I'm like no why would I what, yeah. why would I be feel negative about people taking on this wonderful hobby and getting really attached to their plants and learning and 100%. growing through yeah it's one of those things where <laughs> I get that question all the time like what about the people who just like jumped on board like just jumped on board so what the thing that I really love like everyone's on board with, or, or like everyone's like yes that's <laughs> awesome yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Like if you're if you're if you're if you're just I've been trying to um, put bring you into the fold, right? Mm -hmm. I've been saying this is a great thing to do. Yeah. It would be weird for me to go, oh, now you want to talk about all these plans? <laughs> you just got into this. No, that's what I've been selling yes. you on. Like you should you should be, you should surround yourself with plants. You should instead of which um, I, would, I try to talk about or preach about. It's funny preach about. I was in uh, that. Um, garden museum yesterday inside of a church which is funny because I did yes. do some preaching in there <laughs> the whole idea of like just right, like thinking like plants are props like mm. like not treating them like the the, the living things that they are mm. and I feel like like that's I'd rather someone have a, tr a genuine passion and care for uh, plants a living thing and treat them like such and go about their lives like trying to help others understand that and see it and see it that way so that people are caring for the 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 greenery that they're bringing into their homes first and understanding what they're 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 introducing into their homes instead of just like oh just just grab a, a plant and put it in that corner because we we have this photo shoot happening and mm. blah 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 or or we just open this new shop and we need some some greenery in here let's go get a frilly fig but your Philly fig is in your dark uh, mm -hmm. store. Like that's that's not going to work. And I've 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 someone they've reached out. I don't walk into spaces and go, "You're really you're doing an awful job with this plant. <laughs> I have to take it." I've had friends who own restaurants who are like, "Hey, can you please adopt our plant because mm -hmm. we clearly don't know what we're doing." And um, yeah, <laughs> they need your help. Exactly, exactly. So I feel like it's it's 
while some people can can I, I can see be a bit like, well, you're 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 new to this, or you just stumbled upon this, and it, um, I don't I don't feel I never feel negative about anyone who's new to something and being on board with it. It just makes me feel like there it's a uh, a thing. It like you just said, like you waited for such a long time to uh, to to for your tribe, your family mm. of folks to come around. And God knows we need this escapism right now. I mean, sure. you know, I don't know what your politics are. Uh, I can guess, but you know, like there's, there's stuff happening. Whatever you want to guess, you guess right. <laughs> uh, you know, there's stuff happening in this country that, that, like, we God do do we need this escape? I mean, some people could level the claim. Well, you know, it's very escapist sure. to be into turning your house into a jungle. Well, actually, that's kind of a good thing for my mental health to have mm. a space where I can relax, which is green, and I can tend my plants and feel, yeah. you know, chilled out. I'm quite happy to have that because you know, in this country, we've got stuff, political stuff going on that is uh-huh. driving us all insane whatever our political views so I need this right now <laughs> yeah I bet um, I, th- I mean honestly if that's if that's what you're if that's what's helping you escape that 100% I feel like for me it's like growing up in Baltimore growing up in the US there's a lot of and growing up black in the US there's a, there's there's always a, a a necessary need for some sort of escapism right so um uh not to get too political about it i think for me it's just a mo- like whenever i'm in like in the 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 time where it's care time watering uh wiping down repotting that moment is uh that's my yoga class right that's my mm-hmm. moment of, to zen out and to escape whatever other things i'm thinking about whether it's work whether it's um, uh, things that are happening in uh, politics or society—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's basically a a one-on-one moment with all the different plants that I have in my house, and I feel like that is, regardless of whatever was, if any of the 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 Trump stuff was happening in the U.S., I think we we'd still hopefully um, want to have all the plants that we were bringing in. Mm. I just feel like right now there's a there's a uptick on the. Uh, like plants are in the forefront when you start seeing things and then it just makes you want that thing like oh i feel like i'm being left out if i'm not on board with that train i feel like some people are jumping on just for just because of those reasons and i feel like just like in the same space of like people who are like really into like vinyl records and they're like oh my god no all these people are coming in like buying buying vinyl and then acting like they're like whatever <laughs> or yoga or yogis who are like we've been here for 30 years mm-hmm. and now all of you guys are building these yoga shops at a certain point, just like myself, I was one of those persons, like I said, someone invited me to yoga class. I came in, I'm sure some people were like, who is this guy? And then I slowly faded out of it because it wasn't for me. I'm sure the same thing is going to happen for us in the plant space where there's going to be people who are going to jump in because they see it as whatever it is, if it's a trend or something that their friend was doing and they were like, oh, I want to do that too. If it's not for them, they're going to fade out. But then at the end, we're going to be left with all the people who genuinely care and who are still trying to um, fill their homes and, and create a space that they feel completely at peace in. And I feel like regardless of what type of climate we are all in, I think uh, that'll still be uh, a big thing. Uh, I know that I get a lot of questions about like millennials and they're not having babies, they're bringing in plants. I'm like, cool, <laughs> because... <laughs> You know what? There's a lot of millennials or folks in general who probably shouldn't be having kids, right? (laughs) Like, whatever that is. But at the same time, like, 
there's there's other stuff that like when I was like when I was in my twenties, I was like, that's other stuff I want to focus on. Mm. And and one of I mean a lot of my mom doesn't didn't like it, but she was like, you f- I'm focused on like trying to make a career. Like I this is what you you implanted all these seeds in me as a kid, mm. and then at a certain point you were like, oh, what about marriage? What about kids? Like no, I'm already <laughs> gone towards uh, a profession and trying to fulfill a need to be creative and etc with all the kids stuff oh wait and at this point i just have plant kids and a few pet that's kids that's enough that's perfectly enough I, as somebody who has plant kids and actual kids actual kid. you, it's, it's that's that always quite, sit very happily together here's my the, kids are like why are you turning this place into a jungle mom there we can't go move. there we go like, and neither of my kids are i think my son might be slightly more amenable to plants than me but yeah not, not, my husband isn't into plants either so they're all just kind of like oh god mum's bought another plant oh no <laughs> yeah. I would say well that's the if another uh, part for your podcast would be or maybe another episode would be talking about the the difference in when you didn't have kids and plant care versus when you now have kids you have something else that also requires attention yeah. and and sharing duties and not because for me like I, I have that same conversation well I have that conversation with myself as far as the care that is necessary for my mm-hmm. wife right so not not having uh, competing affection with plants versus my wife so what I do is I, I lucked out and maybe that's why I married her is that <laughs> she loves to sleep literally before this podcast the reason why we were a little late is because she woke up 15 minutes before we were supposed to leave right but we were a little jet lagged so we'll forgive her this <laughs> that's time that's totally excusable <laughs> wow but she she sleeps late on weekends so by the time she wakes up I wake up pretty early so mm. by the time she wakes up I've already watered all the plants mm. so I so when she wakes up when she's ready to do something I'm all I'm ready there and willing to do whatever she wants to do so mm-hmm. i make sure that that balance is still is 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 works right so i'm not like oh well can you give me like three hours i need to water some plants and then <laughs> and then we'll start out morning that balance is still there but i see i can i can sense or i feel like once i have kids it might throw a sort of wrench into what's happening because i have so I many don't know how much to tell you hilton no. how much to scare you <laughs> <laughs> you might say you um, should just stay with <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it is it is a challenge and it but it kind of forces you in a way to um to check your priorities and go i mean i there's plants i just don't have because i'm just like i that's not going to work maiden heifer you are not going to work for me because I'm not I can't do that that's not that's not and my plant watering I would love to have three hours to be doing it and I, I guess I could get uh, up really early but generally mine is like oh god that's really dry yeah milk bottle of water <laughs> on things um so yeah it's it's kind of haphazard in my house uh, but I kind of adapt the plants that I have to suit that um but yeah it's it's you've got to find the right number of plants for you is for what sure. I always think so that right number might be one plant yeah it might be it might just be one plant yeah and the right number might be 500 plants exactly and that might change over time according to your other priorities but getting that right is important 100%. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about which I guess I don't know I'll be really interested to hear your take on this but when I go to gardening things in the UK um, when I go to the Chelsea Flower Show, when I go to garden centres, it's a very, it's very white. I don't know how else to put it. 
Well, I'm just white, like white and white, as in as in it's a white like you go to the Chelsea Flower Show and it's really like a quite a white dominated thing. And I just wanted your take as a as a African American uh-huh. on whether you kind of like feel like there is there a strand of houseplant culture that is kind of do, do you find that you've got you, you that you've got young African Americans treating you as as a kind of a a role, a particular role model, because you're black and you're into plants, Got and it. you're, or is there, yeah. or is it just like that doesn't matter because we're just all into plants, and which is how kind of we hope it would be. But yeah, of course. No, I, I think, know, I, think a, you, if, I don't know if that's a useful point to discuss. No, 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 or no, 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 no. I think the the black community uh, in America. Every time I reach, every time someone reaches out to me, or if I go to a book signing, uh, young black folks, older black folks will always say. They saw me and they were like, yes, a black man in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, we tend to, black folks ourselves, <laughs> like myself, we tend to want to see our voices, hear our voices and see our faces in all different types of fields, right? Mm-hmm. So that you know that whatever it is, it's, it's possible for someone like yourself so if any young black boy or young black girl older black man whatever it is you can go you know what i can i can feel comfortable in the fact that i can have this as whatever a job as a hobby because there's someone else already out there doing mm-hmm. it it's like uh being a woman and seeing that a woman can do all these different things that men can do and if there's if you're not exposed to that or if you don't see mm-hmm. that then you'll, you'll never uh, fully understand it or you'll never have someone go, oh yeah, I can do that because she did it. Mm. I think for mm. me, like whenever, I, whenever I go to places and uh, there's, there's a black individual there, someone like myself, they will definitely say they are very happy to you see did, you. Just like a little silent understanding between <laughs> you. I'm like, I just see you, I yeah, see exactly, you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, they're, they're, but I mean, honestly, in, in all of it, I, of course, it's, it's, there's a change in it all across the board like even when it comes to uh, I, I would say the demographics when it comes to age like mm. there's like just yesterday when we were at the garden museum they were like we are so happy to see this age group in this space it's normally just mm. a lot of older mm. folks and any conservatory <clears throat> I go to that is having an event for me they're like we just wanted to have we need younger people in here the mm. older generation mm. is getting older and and we're not seeing as many people excited about some of these conservatories even the one in Baltimore where we live there were so many people who had no idea existed and mm. to me that's like it's really sad so showing showing others um, that this the space is alive and thriving and um, it has many different faces, mm. skin mm. tones, sizes, uh, genders, like, um, which is which has been one, I guess I would say, has been one of, like, social media is a, a wild place to be. If you can end mm. up in a weird, like, group, honestly, where you're being judged at every angle and people are saying just really harsh things to individuals, this family of uh, green family green we're all green right <laughs> because in this in this place everyone's just been so caring and uh supportive and 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 all most of the times it's all different genders and races and age groups and i feel like to me like that's where i want to be like that's the world i want to live in right Completely. and that's why it is like for me like any of these 
down like this tour doing podcast wherever it is like I, I get super excited about it because I know that I'm, me- I'm meeting folks that we we do have something in common mm. from the moment we see each other like regardless of what our politics are or what our race is and where we grew up we share something so deeply in common that we could sit around and talk yeah well we you know we're just going to go go oh my god hoya lily oh how it's, it's really exciting to see yes. that you know well, like, i've had this and i struggled with, with it yeah. and how and, and i've seen that you have it how did you how did you deal with this blah 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 what do you yeah like, look, but that to me is that breaks at least one barrier mm. right mm. that can then open the doors to other different things yeah. right if there's if there's one thing that can at least get us to uh, have a friendly conversation about one thing, it could lead to other friendly conversations about others. Hilton Carter's book Wild at Home is out now, published by Seco Books. See my show notes at janeperone.com for all the relevant links for Hilton and his book. And now, question of the week, which comes from Johnny, and he posted it on the Houseplant fans of On The Ledge group. I wanted to share my answer with you here because it's something that occurred to me is possibly something you would find useful to know. Johnny says, I'm looking for some advice. I'm left with a fairly leggy geranium after the winter. If I repot it and bury it up to the bottom leaves, will the stalk grow roots or will I just make it rot? I suspect, Johnny, that the plant you've got here is a pelagonium. They are often called geraniums, but that really refers to herbaceous perennial plants that you'll find in the border, as opposed to pelagoniums, which are generally, well, often used as a container and some are bedding plants outside, grown for their flowers. Or there are also the scented leaves geraniums, which are grown for their beautiful leaves, and both are often grown as indoor plants too. But after the winter, they can look pretty miserable. And I can see where you're getting the idea idea from Johnny of burying the stem so that the plant increases its root ball. Unfortunately, that's not something that will work for a pelagonium. It will work for certain plants. For example, tomato plants. If you're transplanting a tomato plant to a bigger pot or indeed into the ground, you can bury that stem right up to the first set of leaves. And that way, the stem will then produce lots of extra roots and give you a really good root system, which will uh, be good if you have problems with watering and find that your plant needs to deal with dry conditions. A geranium, or rather a pelagonium, though, will not do this. So the way that you've suggested, Johnny, isn't going to work. What I would suggest doing is having a look at your plant and waiting until it's in active growth and then cutting each stem just above a leaf node with a sharp cut so that you're leaving a reasonable amount of foliage on there but you're taking off a lot of the leggy growth and this should really encourage a real explosion of new growth to your plant. Once that explosion of new growth has started that's a good time then to repot and give it some fresh compost and see how it does. With most house plants, it is wise to keep the soil level the same when you repot um, and not allow the crown of the plant or the stem of the plant to go under the ground because generally plants have different adaptations for their above soil and below soil uh, botany. So they won't particularly like being shoved 
under the surface uh, for the parts that are generally used to being above the surface. As I say, there are exceptions like the tomato plant, which will absolutely love to be buried up to its neck and do very well nicely. But again, it's a generally, as a general rule, keep that soil level the same when you're repotting and make a note of it when you take the plant out of its pot so that you can get that right. Because that's a really common reason for plants to rot when they are stuck in moist compost where they don't like to be uh, under the ground. I really hope that helps, Johnny, and your pelagonium is putting on a nice bit of bushy growth before long. If you've got a question for On The Ledge podcast, I'd love to hear from you. On The Ledge podcast at gmail.com is the place to be. Or, of course, you can post questions to the On The Ledge Facebook group. And oftentimes my very knowledgeable band of listeners will have the answer when I don't know the answer to a question. So do go and check out that resource if you haven't yet joined. it for episode 92 i'll be back next week with an interview with a carnivorous plant legend peter damato thanks to hilton carter and to our sponsors this week growth technology and true leaf market see you next week bye the music featured in this week's episode is roll jordan roll by the joy drops an instrument the boy called happy day gakana by samuel corbin and overthrown by Josh Woodward, with advertising music from the Heftone Banjo Orchestra, featuring the tracks Dill Pickles and Whistling Rufus. These are all licensed under Creative Commons. See my website for details.